Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I can't tell you how excited I am today to bring you today's featured guest, Christy Whitman. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ken. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, it's great to have you here. And, and if there's anyone out there who maybe isn't familiar with Christy, let me just give you a little background. Christy Whitman is a transformational leader. She's an abundance coach and the New York Times bestselling author of The Art of Having It All. She's appeared on The Today Show, The Morning Show, and her work's been featured in People Magazine, Seventeen, uh, Women's Day, Hollywood Life, Teen Vogue, and many, many others. She is the CEO and founder of the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy. She's actually helped thousands of people around the world to achieve their goals through her empowerment seminars, speeches, and coaching sessions, and, and products. Now, Christie's life-changing message actually reaches over 200,000 people a month. And her work has been promoted and featured with many esteemed authors and luminaries, people like uh, Marianne Williamson, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Marcy Shymoth, uh, Brian Tracy, Neil Donald Walsh, Abraham Hicks, and Louise Hay. She currently lives in Montreal with her husband, Frederick, and their two boys, Alexander and Maxim. Christy, I think we may have covered everything, but take a minute, let us know if we missed anything in the intro, and I'd love it if you give us a glimpse into how you got started doing the incredible work that you do. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I've been doing this work for about 10 years for myself, personally. Um, I, I came across the law of attraction, the universal laws, uh, metaphysical stuff about 20 years ago when nothing in my life was working. So I was just looking at my life and all the ways that we measure success, whether it's the health of our body or the way our body looks or, you know, the money in the bank or the career success and relationships and um, nothing was working. I was just in and out of bad relationships. I had gained 30 pounds. For me, that's a lot because I'm not even 5'2". Um, I would had been $60,000 in debt. I quit my job because I couldn't stand doing it anymore. It would just derange me. So I didn't have any type of career passion or purpose. And, um, my connection spiritually was just completely lost. I felt very lost and alone. And I, I found meditation and I started to hear the words that you actually create your own reality and started paying attention to my thoughts and started changing them from lack to abundance and literally started seeing my life shift before my eyes like really quickly. And within a, um, within a year and a half after I started really paying attention, I had gotten into a really great relationship with a really nice guy, not, not anybody that I had ever dated before. I had lost all that weight, got back to a size four body, healthy, fit, um, got completely out of debt, um, got a job that I liked, wasn't completely living my purpose and passion, but um, I actually enjoyed doing it. Uh, so things were moving on the right track. And then um, about five years in, that's when I was doing a meditation one night and my book 
uh, my first book, Perfect Pictures, came through me, literally. And so I was um, writing the book, got it published, and um, that's what started me on speaking because I, you know, I sold the book to my friends and family. All my friends and family bought it and nobody else was, uh, you know, was purchasing. It. And I thought this is important information. How do I get this information out? Because Oprah Winfrey was not calling. So I uh, started speaking in spiritual bookstores and um, like spiritual churches and like new thought churches. And people started asking me about coaching. And my frame of reference back then was I had no idea what they were talking about, like a football coach, a cheerleading coach, no idea. And so that people were educating me on no life coach. And, and I'm like, people, what there's an industry, like people get paid to do that. And so, um, I would just ask people, no, just call me on the phone. I'll take you through my process. And they were having just amazing, amazing shifts and changes in their lives. And so then I decided to go to school for it, get certified and, um, was doing my day job uh, during the day and coaching on the weekends and at night and just loving it. And I felt so on purpose and absolutely loved what I was doing. And, um, that led me to here, here I am 20 years later, I have a multimillion dollar business. Um, I have a very healthy and loving relationship with my husband, Frederick. We've been married for 10 years, two little cutie boys that are just amazing, amazing human beings. I'm proud of who they are, who they are and who they're becoming. And, um, just health in my body. I mean, you know, things in my life really are as I designed it. So, and it's all because I've applied these universal laws that I now teach. You know, Christy, um, it, it's interesting as you were talking there, I was just noticing so many parallels between your path and mine. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I actually got introduced to, to spirituality and meditation and so on about 20 years ago. Uh, and started applying those principles in my life. And mine took me around to the path of, of how we can apply those in partnerships and in relationships. And so it's just fascinating that, you know, the path is the path. It's, it's not like it's, it's going to be way different. It's just how it shows up in your world and how you apply it in your world. And I'm, I'm curious because one of the things that, that I know is helpful for me, and I'm, I'm wondering how this works for you, is you know, we've got times in our life where we kind of get off course. We all do. It doesn't matter how much meditation we've done. This happens. We're human beings. Right. Absolutely. And I'm wondering, what do you use as kind of a, a guiding principle or, or a mantra or something that's kind of your touchstone that you come back to when you feel like you're off course? You know, for me, and that's one of the reasons why I think I am a successful coach is that I know the importance of having a coach. And so for me, having a mentor or having my own coach is someone that when I'm feeling like I'm off, when I'm feeling that I'm stuck in my own stuff, um, having a time with either a coach or a mentor is really the thing that has led me to the success that I've had for you know the 20, 20 years. And that's why I feel so strongly about what I do as a coach, because I know how effective it's been in my life. And I know that some of the just the shifts in perspective or the energy healing or the, you know, the, the just changes of, um, of beliefs that have been brought to my attention by what I was saying and communicating to my mentor or coaches um, completely shifted me. And so these are the things that are just such a priority for me. I'm always scheduling um, my time with my mentors and my coaching. I consider that part of my inner work. And my inner work is more important than even my outer work that I do. Yeah, absolutely. 
That's that's a great reminder. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, Christy, one of the things I, I'd love for us to do now is our listeners love the stories that our guests share. And so what I'd like to ask you to do is, is let's start here. Let's take us to a time in your life when maybe things weren't going so well. You kind of alluded to that earlier and, and, and you were tripping up in partnership and, and tell us that story. You know, what did you trip on? What what happened and what did you learn from that that helped you move forward? You know, the biggest thing that I learned in partnership, and it applies to every aspect of partnership, um, is that most of us come into partnership because of patterns that we've learned. And so I like to call myself a recovering rescuer. And <laughs> because, you know, if you have someone that's wanting to help with good intention, um, but they're always jumping in, wanting to give their advice, and they're trying to, you know, do everything for everybody else. Um, the person that's rescuing is also then admitting that there's a victim. And what happens is when one person plays the victim, they continue to play the victim, and they really don't want to be rescued. They really don't want to be helped. I mean, helping is really when someone says, "Hey, I need your help. Can they? Can you assist me in this? Or can I get your advice on this? Or can I?" you know, get your perspective on this. And then to give it is help being helpful, but to just jump in and do that for other people, um, it actually leads to more dissonance in a relationship. And many of my partnerships, um, whether it was business partnerships or even um, relationship partnership, intimate partnerships, even friendships, were based on this pattern of one person's a victim and then one person's a rescuer and it flip-flops. You know, so one minute one person might be the victim and one person might then be the rescuer. And what happens is, you know, the rescuer is like, I'm so great. I'm going to help this person. They need my help. Let me come to the rescue. And the victim's like, I don't know. I don't want your help. And then they, they have like this resentment. And then the rescuer then becomes the victim. And it happens in a nanosecond. And it's so dysfunctional in a relationship. They call it the, um, the conflict triangle or the drama triangle. Mm-hmm. And and when I got out of that, when I made a commitment that I was no longer going to number one play the victim, and when I was no and number two no longer going to rescue people, um, I'm free in my relationships. And my, this completely changed my relationship with my husband. He and I were both going through the coaching together to get out of it. And um, what a different and freeing relationship we have now, because. Um, you know, my past relationships, even my past partner with my co-author was really based on that. And it ended the, it ended the relationship. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it's, it's something that, you know, we do it well intended, right? We're, we're offering that rescuing because we're trying to help that person out, but it's really very invalidating. Yes. Because you're basically yeah, saying you can't handle this. I need to do this for you. Right. And I've also learned that from a spiritual perspective, it's like whatever anybody is going through, they're going through it because they have attracted it in their lives. And that deeper divine part of them is having them go through it for an expansion and, and growth at some point. And if we try to just come in and take the life lessons or you know take that stuff away from them, they're, they're not getting to grow and expand in the ways that they could had they not had that influence. Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. And I don't know about you, Christy, but 
it can be really challenging when you are the person, you know, teaching a course or something like that. I remember uh, a good friend of mine, Paul, came to me one day and he just started teaching some courses on spirituality. And I've been doing that for quite a while. And he goes, how do you do it? He goes, how do you do it when you see them struggling through this this process and you're like, you have the tools here. I want to help you. And it's like, you got to let them be there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the challenge is to let everybody have that path. And sometimes it's really hard to witness, but that's our job is to support them in working through whatever that lesson is for themselves. Absolutely. I mean, we, if we go in and jump in and try to help them in a way that's not helping, it's rescuing, um, we're doing a disservice to that person. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, I'd like to ask you a, a, for another story, actually. And this one's a slight kind of nuanced difference. And I look at it as a time when you had kind of a duh moment in your partnership. One of those times where you're just all of a sudden the light goes on. You're like, uh, I can't believe I've missed this for so long. And I'm wondering, you know, if you would share with us what happened and then what were the steps you took that took that wake up moment into a building block for your future partnerships? Yeah, I have a, a perfect moment. A perfect moment. I remember that. I have actually many, but I remember, and this is several years ago. Um, you know, I'm all about abundance, and my deep healing and my deep teachings actually come from helping people shift from lack to abundance. And you know, we're a work in progress all the time, and we're always spiraling up to a different level. Within, you know, we sometimes we might hit the same issues or same things, but we hit it from a different level as we grow and expand. And I remember, I, um, like I said, it was several years ago, but I remember coming to my husband with this awareness and I went, you know what? You will never win. And he was looked at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> like, what a very strange thing to say to your husband, you know? And I looked at him and I go, I was so trained in relationships with men and the strong women in my family that men will never be enough. Mm. And I looked and I looked at him and I go, I was trained, even though I am an abundant person, I've worked so much on my abundance thoughts and swift shit, you know, shifting from lack to abundance. In this moment, I'm looking at you going, you will never do enough, say enough, be enough, earn enough, no matter what you do, you will never be enough to fulfill me. And he was just like, whoa. And I said, and it's not personal though. It's the way I, it doesn't matter if it's you or somebody else. I'm just trained to look at this person that represents this figure of a man in my life because of the aunts and aunts and mothers and cousins and that we're all trained the same way that their partner, this man figure is not enough. And it was in that moment that he went, oh my God, because his mom was the same way. His mom felt men were never enough. They didn't do enough. They, you know, and the, the, at least the men in her life. So she was coming from lack and limitation too. He witnessed that, and he was also a man in her life. So he had this patterning of him not being enough, and of his dad not being enough. And we both, in that moment, just looked at each other and went, "Oh my God, let's stop this." <laughs> you know, it was like, "Duh." Okay, yeah. we're aware of it. Let's we can totally do something about it. And I will tell you, Ken, that moment completely changed our relationship. I bet. Yeah. So do you have a sense of what triggered that dumb moment? Like what made you go, wait a minute? You don't have a chance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I 
became aware of the thoughts that I was thinking mm. and I was in my head cyclically like, okay, he's not doing enough yet. You know, he's not being enough. He's not da da da. You know, it was just, it was just that nitpicking critical coming from a lack, never satisfied, never enough thought process. It was like the hamster was running on the wheel and all of a sudden I stopped the wheel and went, Whoa, what's, <laughs> what is this? You know? And, uh, I threw the hamster out because it, it you know, like like all growth and like all awareness and like my whole path has been for the last 20 years, anytime we're out of alignment, anytime we're feeling bad, negative thoughts, anytime we're feeling lower level emotions, it's always because there's some root of lack happening. And when we're in abundance, when we're feeling fulfilled, when we're feeling satisfied, when we're just coming from that abundant space, we feel good. We think positive thoughts. So anytime I'm in a, like a, I am a pretty happy person and I walk around pretty joyful, but anytime I find myself in this, you know, like that negativity or I'm being driven down by this, these emotions, um, I know that there's some lack and limitation there that I need to then become aware of so that I can shift it. And that was just one of those moments where I stopped enough to pay attention and went, okay, let me just listen to the thoughts. Uh, not, not trying to stop my thoughts and, you know, make them go away. I went, okay, I just want to, I'm just going to notice what I'm noticing here. And I noticed the thoughts I was having about my husband. And I just kind of sat back as the observer and went, oh my God, you know, the poor guy doesn't have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so huge. And I can only imagine what an incredible shift that made in your relationship. And it, it, what you reminded me of, Christy, is there's there's kind of a concept that I, I often share with women about men, which is men need to know that they're complete in the moment. And yes. what that means is that they're doing the best they can with what they have right now. Yes. And that's in some ways what enough is. It doesn't mean they're done. And the scary part for most women is the idea of complete means finished and there's no possible potential. There's no future. So what's the point? And it gets very difficult to go, I don't want him to be complete, but complete simply means he has what he needs to move forward. Yeah. And that's the, the gift that we give each other. So thank you for sharing that. That's a tremendous, tremendous story. And I know we've kind of been, you know, talking about some past experiences. I'd, I'd love to shift gears and ask you to share with us a story of what I call one of your proudest partnership moments. And, you know, it could be romantic, could be family, career, whatever it is. But what's one of those moments in partnership that when you think about it, you go, wow, you just can't help but smile. You know, there, there's a couple of moments had that have come up. And one of those is, you know, sometimes partnerships, um, they just don't work for the other person anymore. Maybe it's a, you know, a business relationship. And there was a couple, it seemed like 2016 for me was a release of a lot of, um, a lot of things, including some partnerships or people I worked with and things like that. And I'm just proud of how those relationships were released. And it was a, an honesty of, you know what, this isn't working as well as it used to. And we had a really, really good run. And instead of me keeping this all in and making it turn sour and then in order to cut off and leave this partnership, I just want to bring this to the forefront and saying it just doesn't feel like it's right anymore. And I think it'd be best if we, you know, stopped, stopped doing this particular thing, you know, and 
to come from that place and just saying, you know, there's more contrast that's showing up than, and I'm just getting this clarity that it'd be best to move on and, you know, cut our losses at this point, coming from that loving place, um, and honoring that other person too, you know, but being real and honest with how I felt that actually, um, made both of us in several situations walk away, still feeling good about the time that we were in partnership for 10 years and be able to still have those good feelings and feel good about the work that we did do together. And, um, you know, just move forward knowing that everything in life is change and there's transition and sometimes it's perfect and it works for a long period of time. And other times it's, you know, the cycle has come to an end, but it doesn't need to come to come come to an end with a cutoff or bad feelings or, you know, any of that. And so I'm grateful for where I'm at, I'm at in my life to be able to recognize within myself that this just doesn't feel as good as it used to. And let's have a conversation about it because it, one thing I know in relationships that I learned from my mentor years ago is a first real relationship. If it's true for one, it's true for the other. So if one person is feeling some kind of offness, if there's something going on within one person, the other one does feel it. They might not be consciously aware of it. You know, they might feel like something's off a little bit, um, or maybe they're just kind of noticing that something's different. They don't know how to communicate it, but it is true that if it's true for one, it's true for another. And for one person to be able to come to the forefront and say, you know, something's off, it's not working. It's, this seems different. Um, it really frees up and it allows that love to stay in that, that connection to stay in that friendship and that partnership. Um, even when the partnership's no longer active. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think if more of us really paid attention to that, that truth that you just said, that if it's true for one, it's true for the other, it would relieve so much of the tension around bringing up what's true for us. Yeah. Because we're so yeah. afraid. We're like, I'm the only one and I'm being too nitpicky or whatever. It's like, no, they're probably going, yeah, this isn't working either. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. And Christy, I'm really glad you brought up that what I would call you essentially updated your agreements with people this last year. Yes. And you said, do these still, are they still in alignment with me? Or am I kind of operating from an old agreement that doesn't have anything to do with me today? Yeah. And that's so important because we can only create in present time. Yes. So we need to be supported in that space. And if we're still dragging around old agreements, it makes it really hard to be present to create. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. It's, it's important. I, you know, I think if more of us can come truly and be honest with our emotions and how we're really feeling and be able to come from the eye and saying, you know, I'm needing this and I'm wanting this and I'm feeling this, um, you know, and not you, you, you and blaming other people and making them responsible for the way we feel or that something's, you know, not working out and not coming from an attack position, but just really coming from a place within ourselves saying, you know, uh, something's off. I'm, I'm just, I'm needing something different than I'm getting. And, um, I think there would just be so much many more harmonious relationships and better communication that would be happening. Indeed. Indeed. Well, Christy, we've actually arrived at a part of the show I call the bring it all home portion. And this is where we're actually going to step away from some stories. And I'm going to ask you to just give us some, some simple concrete guidance that our listeners can actually just take from the show and directly apply to their partnerships right now. And, the place I'd like to start, and 
You've touched on a number of these already, but I'm going to ask you for another, what I would call maybe the best partnership or relationship advice you've ever received. What would you say that is? You know, um, one of my mentors told me that years ago, um, and I and I knew this intuitively because working with the universal law is that relationships never end. So if you're in a relationship with somebody, and it could be a marriage, a partnership, whatever, um, th- that relationship is an energetic exchange that never will go away. So even though you not you might have agreed that the partnership isn't working for you now, um, you know I was married before, and um, so now I have a you know previous husband, and um, I did whatever I needed to do to clear whatever was between us, because I knew that that relationship will never end. Um, all that we shared in the, you know, six years we were in a relationship together. Um, there's moments when I think back or something triggers my memory of him or, you know, something that happened and now I can laugh and I can, you know, Oh, that was sweet. Or, you know, come from a place where there's no resentment, no anger, no, you know, energetic thing that pulls me down and, um, just come from a place of holding him in the most sacred place and the most honoring place. So it's true that, our relationships, because, you know, all time is simultaneous. So our past, our present, and our future all exist right now in this moment. And as we think of a moment from our past, it could be good or bad. Um, you know, we are drawn back to that. We can actually feel those emotions in our body. So it clearing our past and clearing whatever has happened between any type of partnership, even if the partnership is no longer in a physical state right now, is truly, truly important. Um, because it will f- affect your power of your now and what you're vibrating and what you're attracting if you continue to feel resentment and that sort of thing. So that's number one. And number two is um, all relationships are inside of us. So as we think of the partner that we have in our life now, whether it could be an intimate relationship, it could be our children, it could be our you know, our uh, business partners, whatever partnership we have in our life, it could even be our partnership with the divine. All those relationships are inside of ourself. And as we are holding them inside of us and how we think of them and what we believe about them, that's what will manifest in our reality in the physical sense. So as you change, um, you know, things inside of yourself, beliefs and perspectives and make it to a positive what you want to experience, you will see that in your outer reality. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Great advice. So I know you're an author and I'm wondering, is there one of your books that you would recommend as a resource for partnership? And also what's another resource, maybe from another author that you find is just amazing? Um, Yeah, I mean, The Art of Having It All really is a great book to help with partnership because, you know, one of the things I teach is really our connection with the divine, which is for me the ultimate relationship. Um, It's the ultimate partnership. Mm -hmm. And we are always in partnership with it. And if we can, as the physical entity, as the physical personality, um, be more in a co-creative relationship with that divine inside of us, um, things work. Things to always turn out. This things flow, um, and there's a lot less uh, anxiety and feeling of control that we have to have, um, you know, because we know that we're being watched out for and we're being guided. So that partnership is key. It's so key. 
Um, and I would say that the book that really helped me with this, and this is almost you know 15 years ago, is Ask and It Is Given by Abraham Hicks. Nice. Absolutely, great resources. I'm, I'm excited to, to hear about your book and how that can apply to it, because it is, it's, it's universal laws are still taking a role in everything we create, including our relationships. Yes, absolutely. You know, it cracks me up when people say, oh, law of attraction doesn't work or, oh, you know, so sick of law, so sick of law of attraction. You want to try something else. You can't try law of attraction. Law of, <laughs> it, it, it cracks me up. It's like it's a universal law. It was created when the universe was created. It's how energy flows and works. And um, for people that say, oh, law of attraction doesn't work. Yeah, sorry. It is working all the time. Doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, if you live in Canada or the United States. It's you know, or, or who you are, where you live, it's always working for us. And so it makes sense. It, it makes sense to know about gravity so that by, if you walk by a side of the building, you know that if you step off the building, you're going to go splat, you know? So it makes sense to know about law of attraction, how to apply it, how to work with it. And when you deliberately become the creator of your life and you know that you're always receiving what you're giving, um, <laughs> It, it just makes your life work more. I mean, it has truly changed my life in so many ways by knowing the rules of the game. And that's what I feel about the universal laws. Yeah, yeah. So I want to ask you a question. What do you, what's your experience or what do you feel is the reason people resist the law of attraction so much? Because I think they're wanting to have someone, have someone or something rescue them. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they're wanting to have someone or something to blame. And the thing with universal law is you have to take responsibility for yourself. And there's some people that just don't want to do that. They'd rather, you know, say, oh, I did this and that didn't work. Something's against me. It doesn't work for me. You know, and there's there's a maturity that has to come with it. And there's a responsibility that has to come with it. And when you get that you truly do create your own reality, there is such a freedom in that. And it scares a lot of people. Because, oh, my God, I create my own reality. And then they get scared because they don't have enough information. They don't know how to change their thoughts or their beliefs. And so they would rather dismiss it and say, oh, well, law of attraction works for her, but it doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I, I, th I see that a lot. But when someone is truly willing to say, okay, if, if this is true, like if law of attraction really is a universal law that exists, whether I'm aware of it or not, I mean, we all agree to this thing called gravity. Okay, so I'm sitting in my chair right now and I'm not sitting here thinking about gravity or if I don't, I'm gonna float into outer space. Gravity exists whether I'm thinking about it or not. It exists whether I want to have gravity or not. It just exists. So I might as well work with it instead of fighting it. And so that's where we have to you know, just learn more information. Most people hear about law of attraction and it's kind of like going into kindergarten and then expecting yourself to be a master student. You know, there's just more education. <laughs> you know, there's there's more knowledge. There's more information. I mean, we are a complex thing, this human you know being that we are. We are an energetic being. We're an energy tower giving off energy all the time. And our thoughts, our perspectives, our beliefs, our emotions, our feelings, all of that is always giving off energy. And if we are not willing to pay attention to our own emotions, if we're not willing to sit down with our own thoughts, if we're not willing to change and even recognize that these beliefs are just beliefs, they're not right or they're not wrong, they just are. 
if we're not willing to have that, then we're not willing to work with law of attraction. Yeah. Thank you for, for answering that. Cause it's always one of those things where it's like, I don't like your, your gravity example is great, right? It's like, well, it's not like if you don't think it exists, you fly off the planet. It still applies to you. Exactly. It, there's, there's no way to not be a part of that system. Exactly. So just, it, it's not an argument. You can't have an argument with it. it, it that's it. I just, I can't, I can't even argue with someone about that. It's like, okay, you know, if, if you want to think that it doesn't work for you, that's fine. But I like to think of it this way. We're, this this thing called life is a game, you know, we're in, and it'd be nice to know what the rules of the game are. So if you're, you know, Ken, you've never played baseball before and you go out and your friend's going to tell you, okay, let's play some baseball, but you have no idea what the rules are. And your friend, you know, hands you the bat and says, okay, hit the ball when it's pitched to you and you hit the ball and you run to third base, you're going to be out. So wouldn't it make sense to take a moment to learn that first you run to first, then you run to second, then you run to third, then you run to, you know, to fourth. And if you hit it past that place, you hit a home run and you get to run all the bases. You know, it's like it makes sense to know all the rules. If you get three strikes, you're out. You know, it, it, then you know the parameters and what to do. And most of us go out to the ball game and, you know, the ball field, we hit the ball and then we go sit down. Uh, you know, or we hit it to third. We don't know what the rules are. And if you know what they are, it's so much easier to play it. And life is fun. Because how much <laughs> fun would it be to play a game that you don't know the rules for? Yeah, no, that's that's a great, great analogy. I love it. I love it. And I mean, I think it's really, really clear for everybody listening, including myself, that you are an incredible wealth of information. And oh. I'd, I'd love for you to let our listeners know, how do they contact you and, and learn more about what you do, Christy? Absolutely, Ken, thank you. Um, yeah, they could go to christywhitman.com and you can spell it any way. I have them all misspelled, so it all directs to the same place. <laughs> but Because <laughs> there's so many ways to spell yeah. Christy. There's so many ways to spell Whitman, but I will spell it. It's christywhitman.com, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, and Whitman is W-H-I-T-M-A-N.com. So ChristyWhitman.com. And I actually have on the very front page, um, they can sign up for a abundance webinar. Um, I always believe that just even starting with this information, knowing the difference between lack and abundance and having that awareness so that you can then know when you're you know, when you're in lack and what to do about it so that you can then go into abundance. So I have a free webinar that they can sign up for that will lead them in the in the right direction. Excellent. That is cool. Thank you yeah. for that. And sure. I got to tell you, your stories, your insights, love them. Uh, you're, so, you. you're so genuine, just bringing the truth about what your experience has been. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate you having me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.